Tuvalu, if you're listening to us, we would like to be the national podcast of your country. Thank you. Get back to us. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Two Woke Nerds Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. If you like what we do, please leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps get the show out there. Share this with your friends wherever you found it, whether it was on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, all of the places where you can find fine podcast content. You can also somehow find Raymond, and I'd also love for you to connect with us on Twitter at Two Woke Nerds, and you can shoot us an email two woke nerds at gmail.com. Well, my name is Gerald Goodridge and I'm your host this week. Like I am every week. And I'm joined by a man who's already ready to audition for the remake of face off Raymond Summerlin. Ray, how are you? Have you ever been more in on an idea than them remaking face off? One of the greatest movie titles of all time. Like it's just, have you ever been more ready for this? I, as someone who loves who loves the movie Face Off, yes. Yes, yes, and amen. Like, I absolutely cannot wait for that film. I would really love for them to get two actors that look like each other to do it, though, just to make it, like, even harder on people. Yeah. Um, like, I'm trying to think of two. I had, like, jokes for this, and now I can't remember two actors that look like each other that I've never seen in the same room. Uh, but no, like... In actuality, like, Face Off is perfect because it's awful. Like, yeah. it's it's so bad, it's good. I love it. Uh, and so I don't want the... It's, that just seems like a movie that doesn't work outside of, like, 1997. Like, no. that... It works all the time. It works even better if Nick Cage is in it again, somehow. <laughs> like, what if, I don't care what, how. I, I would believe Nick Cage is... But I feel like John Travolta has had too much trimmed off of his face for it to work <laughs> with him still. So John Travolta, by the way, uh, released a movie like this past weekend, or maybe it was the weekend before, that like grossed like literally thirteen thousand dollars nationwide. Like, it was rough. Come back to us. Make Battlefield Earth two, please, John Travolta. Come back to us. We need to. <laughs> we need to see you. I didn't know he's making movies. Did you still know he was making movies? I I know. I had no clue. No clue whatsoever. I'm, I'm still trying to think of actors who look alike. Like, th- that's where I'm stuck. Um, how about uh, how about Frodo and Harry Potter? Okay, yeah, I could see that. So it'd be like a it'd be like the shorter version of Face Off. It, yes, it would be. Um, I couldn't come up with a good like like. I don't know. I got nothing. Shoulder, shoulder to shoulder with nobody tall. I got nothing. Um, <laughs> face off and a half. Fa- ooh, face off and a half. And that would like work for the fact that it's like a reboot sequel situation, yeah. right? Um, yeah, Are I they ever going to remake Tango and Cash? Because I'm here for that too. Like, <laughs> I'm here for Tango and Cash. Like, anytime they could just remaster Tango and Cash and release it in the theaters, and I would be there opening night for sure. Tango and Cash is amazing. I, I yes, I'm definitely there for that. I mean. We're we're getting we're getting Rambo five right. So why don't we just dust off Tangle and Cash and and bring it back? I kind of think that I, I there's something in my brain saying that they are trying to remake Tango and Cash. Will there be a Tango <laughs> and Cash two? Is what I'm googling currently. 
Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. So no, there's not going to be a Tango and Cash two. Well, that's a- until now, they're listening. Once we have the backing of Tuvalu, we are going to we are going to <laughs> use their economic might to what? bankroll Tango and Cash two. Okay, here's 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 what it is. Here's what it is. They're gonna do face the face off reboot with Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Javier Bardem. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Because I really want to hear Jeffrey Dean Morgan try to do the accent. Or <laughs> ma- <laughs> like, tell me those two guys aren't related at some point. Like, whatever. It's ridiculous. I'm trying to think of other. You know what would be my perfect double feature? My perfect double feature. <laughs> Uh-oh, here we go. Tango and Cash, followed by Commando. That's my perfect night. I'm living my best life. I have, like, some brisket finish it off with some bluebell and just live live the greatest day of my life. Show me show me the bad idea. Show me where <laughs> the bad idea is. Uh that's almost as good as going to the Alamo Draft House and watching all five Rambo films in one <laughs> sitting. But we are uh we're here we're going to do one of our uh, one of our one of my favorite shows that we do is we're just going to give you all don't sleep. So there's not a ton of news out there. Uh we're still a few weeks out from Joker. Neither Ray nor I really wanted to go see it too this weekend. Let's be real real honest with you. Uh so we're going to we're going to just go back and forth for a little bit and talk about some stuff that we are enjoying or have enjoyed uh that we think you should either visit, revisit or uh take a second look at. So Ray, why don't you kick us off with your first of your don't sleep on it. Well, it's a show that I am just getting into. It's already through season two on Netflix, and that's a show called Mind Hunter, which is about these these FBI agents who are leading kind of the the behavioral sciences is what they call it division. But basically, they're the first people who started to build profiles of serial killers or sequence killers, as they were called at that at early in the cycle. And uh, they they're doing that by going through and interviewing these these serial killers. Now the the uh, the FBI agents themselves and the doctors who are involved are kind of based on real characters, so they're not a hundred percent real characters. They're just kind of more like based on them. But the serial killers are a hundred percent real serial killers. One of the first people they interview, and this isn't a spoiler; it happens pretty early in the show. But one of the first people they interview is Ed Kemper who is a very real, he's called the co-ed killer, serial killer, who's still alive, by the way, and makes a lot of audiobooks because he has a great voice and nothing but time on his hands. Uh, yeah, it's a really weird story. You should go read about that person. Uh, it is, it's very odd. No, you're, you're saying, Gerald's shaking his head, no. No, thanks. No. I'll, I'll watch <laughs> Mindhunter. I do not want to get into the real mind of uh, the first... Ed Kemper is an American serial killer who killed 10 people, including his grandparents and mother. Yeah, yep. I'm, you're out. I'll watch the show, but that's no. <laughs> so what I'll say about the show is it's it's slow moving for sure, but it's just like it's so interesting. It's so well done. They the story, you know, the story itself is interesting. The character development is fantastic. They just let it breathe. I believe the director is is Fincher, now that I'm trying to think about it. Yeah. All right. There you go. So it's executive produced by Fincher, and I believe Fincher even directed some a of them. a couple of episodes, yeah. Yeah. So, so it is, like, it's just of the highest quality, and it's a very interesting topic. 
and I uh, I couldn't recommend it. I couldn't recommend it more. Uh, it's been in my queue for a while. It's just it feels like one of those shows that like I need to watch at a very specific date and time where it's like I'm not going to need to sleep for a couple of hours and <laughs> like I'm going to need a couple of hours between watching it and going to sleep to decompress and end process through some things i just have weird dreams when i watch those things right before i go to sleep and let me be perfectly upfront: there is some un- there are some unsettling things which are talked about and and um and kind of mentioned and like even some of the storylines are unsettling unsettling would definitely be a word for much of this but i i find it fascinating and uh like i said it's just so well done that i i, I love it you know why I can't watch this right before I go to bed? Because my wife, like, once once every three weeks will wake up and, like, do something weird in her sleep. And I just can't have serial killers on my mind when that happens. Because, like, I'll go into fight or flight mode real fast. And I like my wife, right? So, can I tell you what apparently I do in my sleep? So, yeah, go ahead. So, when I was a baby, my mother used to purposely... <laughs> Well, I was a wee lad. When I was a baby, my mother used to purposely vacuum under my crib when I was napping. So she would vacuum under my crib, and I, I guess in an effort to make it to where I would just sleep through anything. And her efforts were successful. I could sleep through pretty much anything. I have slept through a collapsing bed before. I could sleep through anything. So, so, so yeah. So, but apparently what I do is that, like, if I hear a noise, I go full, like, because I, I sleep on my stomach, I go full, like, meerkat. I just push myself up into, like, downward-facing dog, <laughs> and I stare, <laughs> and then I look around a couple times, and then once I realize there's no threat, I immediately go back to sleep, and I don't realize that it happened. So, I push up, my wife goes, don't worry, it's just me, and my head hits the bellow, and I have no recollection of this entire thing. It's how I meerkat. Okay, that, so that seems uh, <laughs> so okay. future future home intruders. If you see me meerkatting, just tell me it's okay, and I'll go right back to sleep. <laughs> For future reference, if you want to break into Raymond's house, just find a way to mimic his wife's voice saying it's just me. Do it. So, uh, so my my first don't sleep for the don't sleep episode um, is actually kind of on on brand with what Raymond is talking about. So, so uh, shout outs to to our friend friend of the show Jake Lopez uh, for for tweeting about this the other day. But a movie I forgot that I absolutely love. Um, I'm not a big horror movie guy in general, except for there are like occasional slashers that I'll get in for, and one of them uh, is actually kind of a horror comedy called Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie Vernon. And so it's it's a it's a weird. Um, it's it's kind of it's actually set up as a mockumentary because that's what everything was in like the mid two thousands right like oh five to oh eight like every other movie was a mockumentary uh, but the the setup of this is cool is that it's a it's a documentary crew following the next great slasher right and so it's a world in which. You know, Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger uh, and Michael Myers are all real. And this guy wants to be the next one. And so there's a documentary film crew following him around. And so um, it's it's just the, the interactions are really funny. And like not to ruin it, but like they're they're like basically they'll be following him around. And then when it's time for him to uh, like actually go and do his like serial killering stuff, like it switches to like your slasher film, like tropey filming. And it's really quite funny. 
And there are like just these little moments where um, it it just has these these incredible moments of levity where he's talking about like he's working out and he's like, you know how much cardio I have to do to make it look like I'm walking when everyone else is running, and like that, that just slays me. Yeah, it's just it's just funny. And then there's like this twist at the end that's that uh, you kind of you 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 don't really see coming, but it makes sense in the lore, which which works really well. Um, so it, it, that's my first. It's on uh, Amazon streaming, which everybody has because everybody in the world has Amazon Prime. Uh, so you can definitely check that out. Again, if you have Amazon Prime for free on Amazon. Yeah, I uh, I like the week week nudge nudge. I sometimes it can go too far, but I trust your judgment on this one that it's, this is not one of those cases. And so yeah, I'm I'm all about making fun of the genre. My my next one is a game that we actually talked about, I guess last year maybe because I believe it was went through at E3 I think, and I never actually got a chance to play it. And then I fired up Game Pass. This the other day, and I saw that We Happy Few was available on Game Pass for free, and I I had wanted to play it, so I just downloaded it and I started playing it, and it's like it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. I will say that the gameplay for We Happy Few, which is if you if you don't know, it's a kind of it's a world in which the Germans won the war, won the World War, and so you are kind of in this and you're in Great Britain and they've kind of taken over Great Britain. They've taken the kids back to mainland Europe for reasons they don't know. And the way that they're subduing the leftover population in England is they're giving them this drug called joy, which just makes them think everything's wonderful. Meanwhile, just the country's, you know, crumbling around them. So that's, that's the basic premise of it. And it's, the the mechanics of the game are a bit clunky like it's not fully fleshed out it doesn't feel like it's a fully developed game it feels like if they had had more backing behind them maybe a bigger studio behind them it would be a much kind of cleaner look but i have to say that the the visuals of this game the story of this game all of that is just excellent and so especially if you're going to get for free on game pass or it can't be more than you know, 15 or so dollars. I really think it's worth it. I think that the story's worth it. I think that the, like I said, the, the visuals are worth it. And I, I really have been enjoying it. Yeah, it's it's on my list. And, and it looked to me like really Bioshocky when I saw it. It is, uh, yeah. Initially. Which I say that as a good thing because Bioshock is on my Mount Rushmore of, of modern game. So... I, I like it, and, and I'm, I'm getting ready to take a day off because my birthday's in a couple of weeks, so I may just... It's on Game Pass, right? So it's like... Yeah, it's on Game Pass, next, yeah. So I may just download it and like just plow through that on the day where my wife goes into the office and my son goes to daycare and I'm taking a day off for my birthday. Uh, so that sounds like a good time, right? I, I appreciate the recommendation. No, I... That's, that's literally what I have done. Like, my first kind of free Saturday, I went, all right, what are we doing? And I've just sat there and played that game for... Longer than I care to admit. Well, that may happen to me in about a week or so. Uh, so my next one. So it's funny. The last time we were on, we talked about the Matrix Four and what is um, what is happening with the Matrix Four. We still don't know, and we kind of talked about the legacy of those movies. Well, uh, the twentieth anniversary of the Matrix was not this last weekend, but the weekend before, 
And so I think one of the, uh, I got the opportunity, my wife is really incredible. Um, she is, she decided that she would go see that with me as a date night. So we went and got some Mexican food and then went and saw the, the 20th anniversary re-release of the, uh, of the matrix. And I have to retract some things that I said about the matrix, uh, because, well, we said that it, I said that it probably didn't hold up cause I hadn't seen it in a while. And I will say about 90% of that movie holds up about 90% of it. There, there are some shots uh, of the outside of the ships where like it's completely CGI like that doesn't hold up, but I guess I didn't realize how much of those effects were practical. Like so much of that movie is practical effects and wire work. And it, and I talk a lot about like movies that like change the genre that they're in and the matrix very much. So like changed the genre. And I didn't, I guess I, because I was what it was 1999 when that movie came out. So I was what 13 when it came out, I was in middle school. And so like, I didn't realize how defining that movie was and how everything basically since then has been trying to replicate that, um, replicate that, stance and that what the matrix does so i'm really it's really really good it's so good uh if you've got the opportunity i think it was a really super limited run and i probably made zero dollars i was one of like eight people in the theater uh, and the other one was my wife but it's such 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 an incredible uh film you should check it out it does and there are (laughs) there are things that i pick up on now as an adult in that film and having some prior knowledge of uh, what what happened with the Wachowskis and not in a bad way, but like their life path since then that I did not pick up on before. Uh, little comments about how, you know, you it, have you ever felt like you weren't the same person on the inside than you were on the outside? Things like that. Um, and then there is kind of a BDSM club that they go to. Like I didn't catch that it was a BDSM club when I was a kid because uh, I, was, I wasn't exposed to that at that point. Um, but like, so... If you just Google the Wachowskis and you'll see where all that comes in, but it's just such a good film. Uh, and, and it really like, I, there are very few in my mind, like perfect action movies and the matrix is one of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't get a chance to go back and see it. I really did want to, but I, I didn't get a chance to go back and see it, but are, are like, is it going to be like re-released on Blu-ray or is like, are we going the whole way? What are, what are they, what are they doing with it? Do you know? I think there's already been like a 4K re-release. I think oh, that's, has it, been? that's a thing that's happened. Um, and so, yeah, like that's, it's totally, the first one is totally worth your time. Like totally, totally worth your time. Yeah, no, I think, I think I need to go back and watch it. Cause like you said, I, it's been a, it's been a while since I've watched it and it's just kind of lives in my mind as, as a, um, as like this movie, like this, oh, this kind of formative movie of of my of like you said our teenage years essentially but i haven't really ever gone back and watched it i don't think like really gone back and watched it so i i it's something i certainly need to do now that i have a little more time all right my last one is one that we're going to share this is going to be a joint one and that's for the most wonderful show on i guess we have to call it television the most yeah. wonderful show on television that we're actually i think getting to watch in real time these days unlike unlike in the past and that is the show the Great British Bake Off on uh, Channel Four in in England and on I guess PBS is still showing it and then also on on Netflix as well. How many of the people watching it don't watch it on Netflix? It's a fair question. Like I don't know because we are definitely watching it on Netflix. I know, and I have to say that show is amazing. Like that show is it's so great, and I was worried 
back a couple years ago when they had the kind of their kerfuffle and Mary Berry left. And, That's a nice um, way of putting that. Kerfuffle. I feel like I need to get out my kind of fancier words here. But whenever whenever Mary Berry left and the two host names, which I hadn't tried to say their name right now, I definitely could have said their name because I can picture their face, but I, faces, but I can't say their name. But when all of them left, I was worried. But then they bring in Sandy and Noel, and they bring in, well, the new, the new other judge I could, could leave guy. or take. Yeah, we could take. Mary Berry, please come back. But the, but the, yeah, that show is still amazing. It still kicks on. It's a perfect format. It's amazing to watch a British reality show or British competition show and them just be like nice to each other and help each other out because that is just not what happens as an avid Project Runway watcher. I can tell you (laughs) (laughs) that that is is not really the the vibe that you get from from American kind of contest shows. So I am... yeah, it's it's great. The first two episodes have been great. I can't wait for the third. So my wife and I went straight from watching like an episode of Top Chef to an yeah. episode of The Great British Baking Show, and it went from I'm here to f and win, and I don't care about making f and friends and blah 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 to like a baker stopping what they're doing, walking over and hugging this guy because he was having a breakdown because his cake wasn't going to be cooled in time to ice it. Like that's. <laughs> It's just so indicative of the differences between us and other people, right? Like that's that's just it, it's it's just so wholesome. Even like they even like the the blue humor they use is yeah. still super wholesome. It's they, it's just they giggle at soggy bottom. Like yeah. that's their that's their joke. Is they go, hmm, you have a soggy bottom. All right, right? champ. <laughs> That, like that's that's where we're like ooh, and like the show is like the the because the the thing about the the reality and competition shows is it's the competition you're there to watch the competition but they they establish the characters of these real people and they do that so well that like I mistakenly attached myself to one of the people they featured in the first episode and then got mad when they got rid of that person right not to spoil the first episode yeah. if you haven't that's why I kept it gender neutral right there you go um, so like. I literally, like, I got out of bed and walked out of the room. My wife and I were sitting in bed. We had, like, just, just we're chilling for that night. It was, fr- it was last Friday night. And I got out of bed, and I was like, this show's dumb, and this is dumb, and I don't want to be here anymore. And I just walked out, because I was so mad that, the, that the, the contestant that I really fell in love with was no longer going to be on the show. Like, I almost don't want to watch the rest of it, because they got me so uh, attached to this, this character. You know who I feel, you know who I'm jealous of? I'm jealous of the person listening to this who's never watched any of this show and now gets to go back through every season. Yes. I'm so jealous of getting to meet these people again. I'm so jealous of getting to meet Francis and getting to meet Kim Joy and getting to meet all these people again. There are like those experiences that I wish I could wipe from my mind to like experience again, yeah. just to like have that feeling again. So like for me, it's like uh, the end of Infinity War, right? It's like Darth Vader is Luke's father. It's... um the end of the matrix right when neo wakes up right like yeah. all and, and meeting mary berry for the first time yes was one of the most joyful experiences of my life no it's perfect like i, does, I can't this show's just the most wholesome thing it's just it the most doesn't wholesome get more thing pure than world. that no it's and it's a show that like if your kids are up and like you have something on in the background you don't have to feel bad about it right i guess oh there are these sweet british people baking sweet treats and having a good competition with it uh which it's just incredible no i i 
like I we could just keep going on about it, but like it's just the best. It literally we could do is a whole the best. episode about GBBO, right? We could totally maybe hold on. Do you want to recap this season later on? <laughs> <laughs> we can. We totally, totally can. I love it. So uh, that's all we've got for you this week, Ray. Where can the good folks find you on the internet? I am on Twitter at RM Summerlin. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at GH Goodrich. You can follow the show on Twitter at Two Woke Nerds. You can always shoot us an email, Two Woke Nerds at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. And until next time, stay woke. <laughs>